You're listening to the Beats and Bars podcast hosted by Battle Beats. This podcast is out there to shine a light on the most slept on and underrated rappers and producers. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Beats and Bars podcast. My name is Battle Beats and we are joined with a very special guest. We've got Wishmaster Beats. How's it going, bro? How's it going, Battle? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. So for those that are listening, Wishmaster Beats is a Grammy-nominated multi-platinum producer and he's worked with some big names. He's the guy behind the beat on the I'm on a Boat song, Tech Nine, Nelly, Rick Ross, Pitbull, T-Pain. I'm going on, but there's a, there's a lot more than that. If you check out his website, you can see his full list of credits. It's really, really cool to see. And the reason why I know Wishmaster Beats is because I'm a part of the Midi Money uh, family, and we sell uh, beats via funnels and beat bundles and things, and Wish is a coach. so. I've learned a lot from him. Um, so it's just great to have you on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. What time is it there? Time is quarter past six in the evening. Oh, okay. So we're, I, uh, someone I work closer with is from Houston. So I'm used to the six hours ahead thing. Yeah, so right. For me, it's every time I'm sending out like, oh, are you free at this time? I always send it at their time. And then because I, I kind of know all the time zones, how far they're right. behind. So you, it's just easier that way to, if I was to say, oh, are you free nine o'clock UK <laughs> time? They're, they're, you, usually they're like, well, what, what, what yeah. time is that? So I'm like, oh, it's yeah. um, three o'clock. You know, it, it's just yeah. easier for them. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I, I try and make things as easy for people as, as I can. But um, nice. Very cool. But first off the bat, um, I, ju- I saw one of your ads about the um, competition you're holding. With Stevie yeah. Stone, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? There's, that looks pretty cool to me. Yeah. So basically, um, you know, when you tell most artists about like leasing and all that kind of stuff, they like they just kind of throw their nose up at it. They're like, oh, I don't want to do all that and mm-hmm. license music. So I, but I talked to him and told him what I was doing as far as like package deals and looking out for artists and giving them like a whole bunch of value and told him like the you know the whole new technique like the mini money, and he. Uh, <clears throat> And, you know, like I said, when I talk to most artists, they're like, man, I, you know, that sounds cool, but I, I, I need to focus on, you know, the industry. He was like, I'm all for it. He's like, man, how can I help? I said, well, I mean, somebody, you know, he's, he's a billboard charting artist, man. Like he mm-hmm. gets, you know, every time he drops an album, it goes on billboard. Um, so I said, what you, would you want to do some like unreleased hooks and verses and like put a package together? And then, um, and then from there, we're like, well, why don't we just do a contest too? So yeah, so we put this awesome package together, which we're going to release in September, but um, right now we're doing a contest for, um, so they'll get that pack, which is like worth over like three grand. Um, they're going to get a microphone bundle, uh, what else, t-shirt, a pro mix, my engineer who's worked with like Travis Scott and a whole bunch of people, he's going to mix mm-hmm. one of their songs, and all they have to do is do a 12-bar verse over like an unreleased beat and hook from uh, him and That's me. That's pretty cool. So. Yeah. So the way that that works, that a rapper just links up on you. Is it your email list, your text list that uh, you get their email uh, and then you send them the beat instantly? And Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So they'll get out of the rules that they have to follow and then they could download the beat and hook from there. Yeah. Nice. I, I try and host monthly competitions with my email list and it's good fun just to connect, to connect with them. I'm hosting one at the moment and the prize is 25 beats. So that's awesome yeah i mean yeah me and uh billy from the group we do a uh we're gonna start we did a microphone giveaway contest we're gonna start doing that monthly too so nice that's cool that's cool but um you've been in the music game for you know over 15 years or so 
uh, how twenty years? Twenty <laughs> is it? Is it that long? Twenty years? Yeah, about twenty years, man. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Long time. Uh, that is super cool, and um, you know, it's just really cool to see your uh, your journey. I was listening to the Producer Grind podcast with you on, uh, and you some of the stories you were telling about the placements you've landed and. Uh, and just the journey you've had, it was, it's just really cool to see it. It's, for me, I'm an underground producer from the UK and I've not had any big placements. You know, I'm just trying to figure out how to sell beats and all of that stuff. And, you know, mainly I was playing uh, in bands growing up as a teenager in my early 20s. Uh, it wasn't nice. really until five years ago when me and a friend were in a band and we were like, we need to produce our own record because he had producer experience before. He was a few years older than me. So we produced an indie rock album, but we never did anything with it. And then from then, we kind of just went our separate ways. And I started producing my own thing because I play guitar and uh, the keys. I went down like a Very weird cool. synth, synth uh, 80s pop vibe. And then okay. eventually, I ended up watching Curtis King videos like three years ago. Uh, so then I was like, I just want to make beats. And I started making beats and then, from there, I went out as battle and started selling beats and things, and it and it's been it's been pretty cool. But what? So if you've been going twenty years, what is your sort? Of, what were the main inspirations back then, when you were like, oh, I really want to start so producing? I, I, I started just like you, man. I was I wasn't in a band, but I was a DJ, and mm-hmm. um, and I used to just spin records, and I, I got really into some from Chicago, and uh, like house music was really big, um, and then like Chicago rap music which is like do or die or crystal conflict or twister. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Yeah. But, twister. Uh, I know, I know twister. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've worked with them. Um, um, but he, uh, yeah. Well, he's one of my favorites. Well, um, funny, funny story. Sorry. Funny story. Obviously in England, rap hip hop wasn't really that big. The only people we really listened to was like 50 and Eminem. Cause that yeah. was, you know, 15 years ago when I was at school, uh, you know, like as a teenager, that's all we listened. Twister. I remember he did that song. And he was like the fastest rapper ever at the time. I can't remember the song, what it's called, but. Uh, um, yeah, Adrenaline Rush or something. I don't know. Something like that. And me and my mates yeah. were just like, how can this guy spit, spit so fast? He was, yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool that you work with him. That's, yeah, that's. Yeah, funny. so it's, yeah, it's between him and Tech Nine, I guess, to see who's faster. But um, mm. I, yeah, there's a rapper I worked with out there. I think he's from there. Gigs. Have you heard of Gigs? Uh, I'm sure. I, I'm sure I've heard his music. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, did a, I did a single for him and B.O.B um yeah nice. that was i guess they're really big over there yeah bob yeah. was really good live when i saw him oh nice yeah about 10 um, years ago. yeah so yeah so i started as a dj and then i same thing i was like i started seeing like online stuff about beats and well i was really into like timberland dr dre and neptunes and i decided i want to start making beats i bought my first keyboard started messing around um and then i got to a point where i was like i was making decent beats and then I uploaded them to, or no, I'm sorry. I was, I was working a job as a security guard, like doing like, like computers. I, I was, I was basically a security guard at computer college. Um, so it was just easy. So I started going online and I started looking up like, what do I do with beats or producers and started doing all these searches. And then um, I found a, a website called mp3.com and, and I saw some producers were put, like putting beats up there. So I started, decided to put all my beats up there and and then I started making money just from by people clicking on the beats. And then uh, from there, I started selling them for exclusive and then leasing them. And that's how I got in the industry. It was not based off of me knowing anybody. It was me just hustling my ass off selling beats um, online. And then I started getting you know to know a lot more people. And people started reaching out to me from like companies. And my yeah. first big uh, 
probably big thing I did in the industry was a, a game called NBA Ballers by Midway Games. And that was like my first big check. I made like 25K. And then that's when, that's when I decided I'm going to quit, you know, working yeah. and just do music full time. So what and, was that? What was that like? So you got you got that big first check. And then because yeah. 25K, obviously, you'll have to have paid tax on that and things like that. But after all of that, maybe that, I don't remember. I don't remember if I did. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a whole You're supposed to, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a whole. Yeah. yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. But uh, so obviously you quit your job after, you know, I'm. If, if obviously that's a massive amount of money probably for you at the time it's probably like right, i've just exactly. made in this short amount of time what i probably would have made in the year or maybe you know or maybe more or less or whatever right and that's and that was on top of me leasing beats too so yeah, it was exactly. like you know between that and that you know i just, yeah, i bought my first car in cash and i was like man this is awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah i bet were you on cloud nine like literally like I, oh definitely man it was just it was just great to see that something you know for me just sitting in a basement making beats and then just uploading into a computer could have took me to that point you know what i mean hmm. and then from there i just start everybody start hitting me up and yeah just wanna, so yeah, did, that's when did, i started skyrocketing did you have any like periods of like downfall where you know you you know you, you got that big payout was there any moments where it was like oh i don't know if i might have to get another job or was there any moments yeah. where you, you i mean yeah scared? of course you, i had mo I definitely had moments like that i uh so when i so i got called up to work with nelly out of st louis so i moved to st louis and was working with him and um, I stopped selling beats online. I was just like, cause it, a, a lot of people were getting my head. They were saying, Hey, you know, you don't want to be just an internet producer, which doesn't even make sense. But back then I was like, yeah, I don't want to be an internet producer. I just want to be an industry producer. Yeah. And, um, but you know, working with artists in the industry, you don't get paid. It's like, you only get paid if you get a placement on the record. And a lot of people don't understand that. They don't pay you by the hour or something. They'll say, Oh, come mm -hmm. on, wish make some beats. And, put them on my album. Now it's, you, you work your ass off trying to pump out the best record you can to make the album. And, um, during that time, because I wasn't selling beats, you know, I wasn't making as much money. So yeah, it's like, and I, you know, I was married Well, I'm still married, but she was working. So she was basically paying most of the rent because I'm sitting there, you know, even though I'm working with this huge superstar, yeah, I'm not yeah. getting paid for it. So yeah, but I mean, I would still sell beats and still hustle, but it wasn't like the same. Cause I wasn't doing that online thing that like, you know, that's, that was consistent. Yeah. Um, but then from that, then I started meeting more people and then, then I started getting some huger records. And then that's when I started, you know, getting bigger, you know, bigger amount of money where it was just took care of that. So, but yeah, definitely, definitely, man, there's been some struggle. Nice. Would you say that it was more of like a word of mouth, uh, people saying, you, you know, to all the big industry guys, you want to work with wish, obviously you hear this track that he's on. It's awesome. Or was, did you try and put yourself in situations to get them? placements and things like that oh definitely yeah i would hold i would hold them up by gunpoint and make them work with me so no i'm just kidding uh no it's it's definitely word of mouth like when you start having a sound people are gonna be like they're gonna be like oh who made that beat right and they're like oh wish did it and like oh who's where that you know put, put me in contact with them yeah um and then on top of that you know you, you have to hustle your ass off on your own like you have to keep pushing records to people and that's what i was doing i was anybody i could even link so if like nelly was there with let's say the a and r from universal i'd, I'd say hey can i meet this person then I start talking to them and start, Hey, do you have anything going on? Do you have any artists you're working with? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? You have to, you kind of have to put yourself out there. You know, you don't want to annoy people and like spam them and, you know, say, yeah, sure, and yeah. them stuff. but you just, you know, say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm working with. I'd love to get on, you know, any projects you're working on. Um, and then from doing that, then yeah, I started getting reached by different uh, record labels. And then that's how I got, I'm on a boat. I was in Nelly studio and you know, they called, well, not even them, it was an A&R and they said, Hey, do you have any beats for this artist? And, that's how I got that uh, placement. 
That is that is really cool. Would you say that the placement game is different now as as it was ten years ago? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, it's yeah, because back like I said, back then you're in the studios, you're working, you're meeting a lot of people. And now like there's not as many studios around because everybody has technology, and even some of these bigger artists are recording in their homes. You know what I mean? There's and and if they you know make a, a record that they think is going to go then they might book out a studio and get better quality but even a lot of their engineers are just like hey let's just go over here do it from the house record it um like i said when i was kind of coming up it was like go to the studio let's cook up some music um and just with everybody going on youtube now getting beats you know mm -hmm. i think it is but i mean i still get placements i you know i, I work with strange music still a lot um but you know, I reach out to them all the time and I say, Hey, you know, can I send her some beats? But yeah, I'm not in the studio with them because I'm in Nashville and they're over in Kansas city. Mm -hmm. So, but nice. yeah, it's, it's definitely different. Now I'm not going to say it's impossible for people to do, but I think people need to focus more on, on getting their music out there online and sell yeah. beats and then, and then let people come to you. That's why I say well, work hard now and let people come to you Then you don't have to worry yeah, about that, it. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to build my presence as a music producer and selling you know growing my online business selling beats and things and then hopefully eventually once the, a bit more of my music is out there people can be like oh yeah i heard that song by battle let's hit him up and things like that but at the moment i'm still i'm still a bit of a i'm still new to the whole thing so i'm still pushing the boundaries of selling beats and and stuff like that well but, and here's and here's the thing if you if you, you put all your beats on all these platforms you know all these rappers now that everybody loves like the baby little baby mm -hmm. um whoever it is they started doing getting beats on youtube and all these platforms until yeah, somebody yeah. discovered them so focus on maybe one of those artists that are coming up that could possibly put you on instead of you chasing mm -hmm. somebody else like people ask me like you know, oh, you do you chase Drake placements or how do I get on Drake's? So I'm like, that's not an easy thing to do. Like he has probably got producer. 10 producers that he that's has. That's what I'm saying. And the top guys in the world. So it's mm. like, you know, it, you can't just walk up to him and say, oh, I got some beats for you. You know what I mean? That's, you mm. know, you have to do a lot of network. But what you can do is find these guys that are upcoming and reach out to them and throw them some trap. If you, th if you mm. think someone's super good at, at music and you think they're going to go somewhere, why would you not want to, you know, yeah, contribute exactly. to that? I mean, yeah, as I, was, I said earlier, one of my, you know, good mates, um, he's called WN. He's a Houston rapper. He makes funny YouTube videos as well. Me and him have almost become like best mates just over, over the course of making music. It started off with us being in a group chat and then he bought some beats off me. And then I said, hey, man, I'll just mix them all for you. So, you know, you've got consistency with, with your EP. And then now we're working on the second EP. And it's it's like I, I've, I've we've just we just work so well and we we want to grow together with each other um because i think he's really good so i think i think that's solid advice for yes that's that's what i'm saying work with him and and, and of course and if you're helping him too as a producer like a lot of us as producers we're so creative that we can help them on a level they don't hear you know what i mean like mm -hmm. they're of course artists too but you can guide them in in that you know that the how they can you know say their lyrics how much energy they put into it how they sing whatever um and that's kind of, you know, that's kind of like me and Stevie. That's why we, you know, that's why we have that chemistry because we're just cool. We work good together. And then even when I was talking about it, he was just like, yeah, man, I want to do this. You know, so I thought that cool. was the coolest, coolest thing on earth. Yeah. That, that is cool. What would you um, say, are we, what would you say is like the main things that you've learned over the, the, you know, the past few years whilst doing funnels and email marketing that, you know, growing that relationship you have with your, uh, well, the rappers, the artists that, are your customers what is it the value that you can bring to them because i think there's a there's a few underground rappers that might be listening who don't necessarily have that 
good relationship with a, a, a solid producer. Um, yeah. What would you What would you uh, What would you say to that? I think the best thing I what which is funny. So I started off as a beat maker and then I turned into a producer because there is a difference. You know, I I can work in the studio with an artist and guide them along, and that's all about building that relationship, building trust. You know, being honest with them. And it's mm-hmm. funny when I came back to selling beats online a few years ago. It's like I went to just, oh, this is who I am. This is my name. And uh, why don't you buy my beats, right? It was, there's no like personal part of it. It was just, hey, you know, I'm, I've got a Grammy nomination. I have worked with all these people. Go buy my beats. And it wasn't working. And I'm just like, damn. And it was either people or didn't believe me or yeah. they're just like, didn't give a sh- they didn't give a shit. They're just like, okay, so, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um, it, was, it was when I started really getting into the, you know, learning marketing and especially like many money stuff is like you actually are building a relationship a working mm-hmm. relationship with these people like you're talking with them you're listening to their music you're um you know telling about your life they're telling you about their lives and it's like that's that's what it is to be a producer you know what i mean so i think more than anything just to build that bond is what's taken me from you know i was probably making a few grand when i came back and now i'm making 15 to 20k a month just because of building that and you know learning retargeting and marketing and you know all the psyche stuff that comes with it yeah that's crazy what what what, how what would you say because i you know i know that you've got kids and a wife and you you know you've got a family one kid one kid one kid (laughs) so you you know in the um producer crown you said kids and i was like oh you must have oh did i yeah but you know it's no big i just thought oh maybe you've got more than one kid well one kid's great one kid's great but um, I don't yeah, have I like, Is there something you you know I don't or no? no, no. <laughs> yeah, little wish running around. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I'm not going to have kids yet with my wife, but um, that'll come yeah. soon. That'll come soon. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? I was. Oh, that was it. Um, when so when you was coming up, why, why do you not think that just saying, "Hey, I'm wish I work with these guys," Grammy on why do you think that didn't work? Was it just because it was such a bold statement that people were maybe a bit scared to do it? Because in my head, I, I would more think, oh, wow, that's a, you know, comparing it to me, who's just, a, you know, underground, just starting out over the past mm-hmm. few years. If you put us two and two and together, in my head, the rapper would obviously go to, to your beats over mine because, you know, the tried and tested. But what, 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 why did you think you didn't hit as many you know, goalposts. I, I, I think it's because like I said, I wasn't getting personal and like, I'm sure, you know, I've, I've heard so many people say they get scammed online by producers and all kinds of things. They probably thought I was just another scam guy. Um, mm-hmm. or they're like, okay, that's cool, but I'm not, you know, what are you going to do for me? You know what I mean? Like, okay, that's fine. You've done that, but how is that going to help me in my career? And I think by explaining those type of things, say, well, because I have these connections, I could possibly get you on a sync placement or whatever. If, if you send me your records, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that's, I think it is, it's just, there's, there's no personal part of it. It's just saying, Hey, this is, you know, this, and, but I see it every day. I see people scamming online saying, Hey, I've worked with Travis Scott, um, send me $500 and I'll collab with you. And, you know, I've gotten that email before I'm sitting there like, what the hell is mm-hmm. it? And then people tell me that they paid money to these people and been ripped off. Yeah. It's so crazy. I think, there, I think there's a whole lot of that going around, you know, mm. as, as well as, um, being a media money coach, you're selling your beats online, you run a school as well. The training, I do. Yes. Training producers. What? Uh, how did you get into doing that? So about nine years ago, I was so I was living in LA. Uh, I was there for a couple of years, and I got called um, from one of my buddies, who got called from Nelly that they wanted to open up a college out in St. Louis, and they wanted to do a music school. 
And I was like, oh, it's cool, man. And he said, well, what, what do you, how do you feel about that? I said, well, I'm not really a big school person as far as like, I feel like sometimes they teach you, you know, sometimes the teachers are just out of dates or they'd say, oh, back in the day, we used to run our cables, like, like, like not using, not doing the modern, you know, stuff that, that we need to learn. And, um, and he's like, okay, well, what if I told you that um, I could build you a production wing here in St. Louis and you could teach beats however you want to teach them. And you don't have to listen to anybody and tell you how to do it. I said, I would be very interested in doing that. <laughs> so he, he said, all right, man, come to St. Louis. So I came to St. Louis and I ran that school with him for about seven years. Um, but it was really more around recording. Like, even though I had the beat, I had my beat thing. It was like a couple of beat classes. It was more about recording engineering, which is great. But I mean, that's, that craft is kind of going away a little bit as far as like people are doing it themselves and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and people can't get in jobs in studios. So I kind of, so I left it, I left there cause I just didn't, you know, I just knew it wasn't going anywhere. So, I mean, they closed two months later, which is sad, but I got an opportunity in Nashville to open up my own production school, which is all it's, I call it like the modern day producer and it's teaching like what we do and, and even how we just talked about how do you work with an artist? You know, if somebody who's making beats doesn't know how to work with an artist. I teach you how to, vocal produce and how to actually guide somebody along and how to, how to bring out the best in them. And I teach you how to make beats and how to sell them, how to market yourself, um, teach you about songwriting and, and things of that nature. So yeah, it's just, it's a well-rounded modern producer. You know what I mean? Something that you, that you could do on your own now and run your mm. own business. So. That's pretty cool. So yeah. seeing as you have, you know, you are a family man. How, how do you fit it all in then? Man. That's, that's a tough one. I just, I, I always, I always say this to everybody else in the group. I say, uh, work hard now so you can work less later. And that's what I'm doing. I'm just working my ass off. And, you know, I spend time with my family. I run that school and I run my beat business and I just make it work. Cause I'm, I'm just motivated, man. That's, that's mm -hmm. the thing. I think I, I I'm still hungry. Yeah. You know, I, you I know, guess people you tell me like, Oh, wish you've done all these records. I say, yeah, but I'm not Timberland. I'm not Pharrell, you know? And I think that just keeps me going. Cause I'm like, I want to be that status. You know what I'm saying? I want to be Dr. Dre. So, and I think that's what motivates me. So I, like I said, I just, I don't know how I do it, man, but I do it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's great before, you know, COVID came in, I was doing 50, 60 hours of my day job coming home yeah. and just putting in night after night on my beats. And I think yeah. when you love what you do, you just do it. Don't, you just don't complain. You just, you just it's, get on with yeah, it. If, if you, if you love what you do, it's not work. Right. Yeah. I got, I get a lot of mates hitting me up saying, Charlie, like, I want to, you know, I want to do this, I want to do that. And then I'm like, okay, well, why don't you just do it? And they're like, oh, well, I, I don't, if, you know, if I don't, if I'm at work watching a screen all day, I don't want to spend another four hours watching the screen or, you know, and you just get excuses. And I'm just like, by no means have I made it, but I'm motivated. I know where I'm going. And it's like, right. you just, you just do what you love and you just get on with it because you're passionate. You, you want to build a better present you know want to build right. a better future for where you are and i think right. that's what more people need to hear you know especially some of these um artists and producers because they, they might be super talented and if they just don't put the work in they might just waste the talents and it's such a shame and you know my well no and nobody's gonna do the work for you like i've had managers come and go they nobody's ever worked as hard as i do yeah because nobody's invested as you are you know what i mean mm. so it's you know to say oh one day i'm gonna blow up and somebody's gonna find me and and put me on like that's not gonna happen especially nowadays you know yeah, exactly. record labels won't even touch you unless you have a following already you know unless yeah. you're already blowing up online and youtube and all that stuff record labels not even gonna talk to you you know yeah exactly. which i don't even think you need to sign a record deal but it's just you know no. that's if that's your dream 
there's, a, there's, a, there's other ways. I've got a mate who literally is strictly producing house music um, and he's been signed by some small label and that's all he's doing now. But it's, it's like, it, it's, it's a shame because his wife is um, bringing in all the money and he's literally not, he's producing singles, but they're just not hit and he's just waiting for his big break. And I'm just thinking, you're not yeah. putting the work into, you might be producing a great record, but because you're not building, you know, your, your, your fan base, you're not building yourself up as a, as a DJ and producer. It's a shame yeah. when he releases these songs because yeah, they might get 5k streams, but that's not that many, you know? No, nah, that's uh, not that much money at all. And like, he could be, he could have a beat site right a funnel going right now while he's doing that. He could always chase that. That's what I'm saying. I still work in the industry. I still, but I don't chase it. Hmm. You know, it, it's, it's, I used to, I used to be so hungry. I, I would, I would jump at anything. Now I'm just like, they, you know, if they call me, I'm like, yeah, I got, yeah, let's work. You know what I mean? That's but I'm crazy. so focused on just like, I, I love this online game right now. Like, you know, I just, yeah. I love the online music game. It's just, it's a lot of fun. There's so much out there. It's so much bigger than when I first started. And, mm. um, you know, all these people saying it's oversaturated. It's like, well, if that were true, then I wouldn't have been leasing beats 15 years ago. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's still going strong. So, yeah. What would you say is like the, what would you say the next 10 years are looking like for you then? Uh, probably get old, die. Um, besides that, no, nah. uh, I would say I'm just, I'm just gonna, I, I mean, in all honesty, I want to build like a producer empire one of these days. Like I want to, now it's, now I sound like your friend one day. I'm gonna, um, I, I, that's my next plan is to put together something for producers. You know what I mean? Like some kind of something, you know what I mean? It's Cause I do have a lot to offer and I'm doing the school thing, but I want to make it just bigger than that. You know what I mean? So I don't know if it's a platform, if it's just some, you know, something. It's gonna be something. That's cool. And uh, and and I'm still gonna produce beats. I'm I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be sixty year old man, seventy year old man sitting there making beats on YouTube. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I just love making music. At the end of the day, whether I've sold them or not, I'm I'm still gonna sit here and make beats. It's like therapy, you know. Mm. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pushing, selling beats online as long as I can, man. Yeah, that's cool. Do you keep? But eventually, I will I will put this out there. I'm gonna start putting. Uh, I'm just gonna start putting producers on too. So I might start like bringing in producers on to wishmasterbeats.com and all that stuff. Uh, so. Isn't that yeah. what Gabe does? Gabe has a, a few. Producers. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like Legion Beat, Legion Beats, and then uh, Anno Domini does the same thing. So. How does that work though? Because obviously, say Legion Beats hired me as a producer, and yeah. say I made that beat. Does yeah. then the you know the, the 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 writer's element of that beat just go to gabe or legion beats as an example or would would the person uh, on his I, team I who actually does it i'm pretty sure he says like you know whoever the, like gabe by legion beats and probably gives them the writing credit um i, I mean and I, I don't know if gabe does that but i could pretty much guarantee he's a good dude so i'm, I'm sure he gives yeah, everybody he seems like credit. a, a he seems but like he might, you know, but he might take a bigger chunk off the top because he's doing all the work, he's doing all the marketing stuff. So, you know, I don't know how their thing is. So it's that's and that's that's a thing. It's like if you if you are going to bring people on, they have to understand like if you're doing this much work and you're bringing the clientele, there has to be different types of percentages. You know? What I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's but really as far cool. as like writing credit, I'm sure I'm sure he just gives it to them, you know, or yeah. splits it or something. Nice. What What would you say the things that um holding you back from growing like a bigger team because i know that you work very much by yourself at the moment and you you know all by, you myself. <laughs> all by yourself what are the things that are stopping you from maybe growing and delving into getting a bit of a team going uh it's it's really one thing it's trust man I, it's hard for me to trust that somebody's going to work as hard as i can and put in the work or actually care about something that's not theirs and that's i've, I've dealt with so many people 
that if they're if it's not their music or it's not their thing they just don't put all the work into it you know um like i mean i do work with like um, one of my buddies phil is an engineer and you know he's been doing a lot of stuff he's someone i trust you know he works super hard but that's mm -hmm. what he's doing he's an artist he's an engineer i would never say you know or he would never want to come do like something for wishmasterbeast.com like as far as like maybe like marketing or emailing and stuff like that but I mean, that's, that's probably the one thing. If I could find somebody that actually really, really came to me and would push hard and I could trust it, you know, that, it, that they would work that hard. I, I mean, I definitely would take somebody on, but that's the only reason. What sort of person yeah. are you looking, would, are you looking for then? Like just somebody's hungry and ready to, ready to learn and just work hard. Like if I, if I say, Hey, today you're just going to be uploading beats. I don't want you to like say, Oh, I'm not doing that. That's not what I do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I like I you sometimes you have to do the things you don't want to do to get to the place you want to be you know what I mean just yeah. like every other person in the music industry basically either, just like you know. an assistant who does the jobs that you don't necessarily yeah. have to do it's like any successful exactly. business person that I've I've chatted to my my you know this guy bought a massive house next to his nursery and he, he was like I haven't got time to do my big lawn so I'm just gonna hire someone to do it it's like yeah. he could spend an hour doing that lawn or he could pay someone 10 pounds 15 dollars and then it's mm -hmm. done for him it just like makes his load easier so when he he can actually focus and do his do the music no not yeah. the music sorry but do work in his business and i think exactly. even, i've heard a, a bunch of successful entrepreneurs say they they hire people to do things that they don't want to not that they don't want to do but they just they just they don't they don't go high on yeah. the priority list is what it yeah. is yeah yeah exactly i'm totally open man i just have to I'd have to meet somebody that's like, Hey man, I'm willing to do this stuff. And you know, cause this is what people don't understand. Like in the industry, when you work for somebody, even doing like, let's say shit jobs or something you want, you actually learn because you're behind them seeing what they're doing. So that mm -hmm. in turn can turn you into a beast at doing music. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if somebody's working with me, they're going to see all my techniques, what I do. And then they could be like, Oh, I could branch off now and do my own thing. You know what I mean? I have the skills and I've learned so much just by working there, you know? Yeah. And then you could get another person to then yeah. train up and, and then you exactly. build, in a, you, then you've, you've got a bit of a legacy there because then your, your skills then flow off into that producer who then, who knows yeah. who he's going to teach and who knows that who he's going to teach. He's going to, and it's, it's just, a, exactly. it's just a cool, and, it's really, and that's what cool. I think. I think there's too much. And that's what I see a lot of this, this day and age is a lot of entitlement. And, you know, I think a lot of rappers and, and producers just feel entitled that they're owed something. And it's like, i never felt like I was old anything. I still don't. I just work hard and hope for the best. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, you have to get that out of your head. Like that, that's that false sense of entitlement that says I'm owed something. I, you know, I'm good at beats. So I should be in the industry and have all these placements. That's not how it works. You know, it's the early bird gets to the worm. You know what I mean? That whoever was going to work hard and get in front and get noticed, they're the ones who are going to win, you know? Definitely. Hey, it's, it's really good. It's really just good to just to chat to you, get to know you and hear your story because me, I'm, I'm a underground producer just trying to get this whole beat selling game working. And I really wanted to, to compare, you know, compare with my nine to five wage. So then eventually I can quit my job and just work music full time. You know, that would be the dream. And I really appreciate all the tips and tricks that you drop in the midi money group and you know the fact that you Absolutely. were willing to come on the podcast with me and just just get to know yeah. each other just chat and um it's really great to see that you know someone who's got the great accolades like you and you know really successful beat selling business could just come on and spend you know 45 minutes chatting it's it's uh, it's really cool so 
I do I appreciate, appreciate you having it. me, man. I'm, 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 that's my mission is to help people, man. That's, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing better than it. You know, I, I didn't notice that until I got an education and it's like, mm-hmm. you learn so much and you give so much back that it's like, it's, it's, it's great to just help others. And yeah. Can I make one suggestion for you? Yeah, sure. I wouldn't call yourself a underground producer. I would just call yourself a producer because okay. by doing that, you're shutting off people thinking like, Oh, he just makes underground beats. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Instead yeah. of just saying, Hey, I'm a producer. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's just one suggestion because it, it, how you come off or what you say can, can make somebody think a certain way. And even when mm-hmm. I tell people that like, Oh, I sell only rap beats. I said, why would you sell only rap beats? Because they're for rappers. I said, why singers actually sing on rap beats too. So you're going to close off that whole demographic because you feel like they're just rap beats. You know what I mean? R and B singers sing on rap beats. You know what mm. I mean? So I guess just that, a little suggestion for you, yeah, man. <laughs> no, I, I guess, I guess that comes down to like, self-esteem in a lot of ways because yeah know, of course and I, I know that i know that i've got good beats some i know that i make really good beats in my style that's all that matters at the end of the day that's what yeah. that's all that matters and i've got enough people behind me to believe myself but i guess trying to be trying to be just a humble good dude as well you know not trying to big yeah. myself up too much but no I, I think that's that's good advice um so I'll, i'm definitely going to take that on board and uh, i appreciate it but uh, I think we'll we'll wrap it up there, man. And uh, okay. where where can everyone check you out? What where can we send people? Uh, just Wishmaster Beats, W Y S H Master Beats, anywhere on social media or wishmasterbeats.com. So yeah, that's it. Happy days, happy days. Thank you for listening to the Beats and Bars podcast. I'm your host, Battle Beats. See you next week. It's Battle.